0: Welcome to Explained, where we break down a question, event, news, or trend. My name is Lizelle from Mavs Digital, and today I'm really excited because I have a special guest. She is one of my friends. She has been named 40 Under 40 by Dallas Business Journal, and she's someone I look up to. She's the VP of Merchandise and Brand Identity, Alison Woohoo! Hi, so excited I get to join you for Mavs Explained. Yes. I'm so excited because we finally get to just explain to people what goes into merch and everything about it but before we get there we need to do a little intro I did a little mini intro but I want you to introduce yourself and kind of talk about life in merch brand identity in the NBA with Mavs and just how you started and how you got here
1: yes so um I'll back up a little bit I am a graduate of Baylor University Bears. And uh, while I was in college, I interned with Nordstrom and continued, after college, continued my career with Nordstrom. um, bounced around to open a store in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. I am still really close friends with quite a few of the people from that store. And then um, during the recession, I moved back to Dallas and was working at Nordstrom Galleria and Babe Laufenberg from CBS 11 used to come in and um, shop for ties and suits and dress shirts and all that stuff. So I got to know him and one day he asked me why I was working at Nordstrom and I said, well, I really want to get into sports. So he introduced me to get an interview after four interviews, I believe. um, I was hired to open what was then called Cowboy Stadium. Mm -hmm. So I was with the Cowboys for five years, which then in one way or another led me to this job with the Dallas Mavericks and I uh, as of May 1st I have been with the Dallas Mavs for 6 years.
0: Woohoo. Yeah, we I feel like we kind of joined around the same time at the Mavs and I just feel like our organization has grown leaps and bounds just when it comes to women in sports and we are very fortunate to have a CEO like Sant Marshall and you are a VP in this company and this organization but I feel like it's taken a lot to get here. I feel like I remember when you first joined, it was just you and Allison Lewis and it was bare bones, two people running merch. And now you've got this A team and I just want to kind of know what goes into that. Like as a female in sports, trying to make a mark and then building a team around you.
1: It, I would say it is so tough to be a female in sports. It's almost uh, like you have to be able to outwork the guys. Uh, you got to speak the same language. Each year, I would set a goal to take over another part of the business or set stretch goals that were even beyond what we knew we were capable of. And each year we continue to to beat the stretch goal. So, um, and as of two years ago, I finally was able to convince the Mavs to give me the website back because we used to have a third party operator uh, with Fanatics, but we were having some pretty low sales on web. So, um, for example, previously, we'd been doing uh, less than $200,000 on the website. And now this year, which at the end of the second year running it, after transforming it into more of a lifestyle, fitness and fashion, sports type website, where um, it's more about living and breathing a brand and how you would wear it. Um, and just creating that emotional connection to the brand. Uh, we are going to finish this year um, top five teams in the NBA in terms of our e-commerce business.
0: Oh, that's so awesome. And that's so awesome you bring that up because that's a great little segue into the next segment I want to talk about, which is just the retail experience for the NBA sports fan. I feel like when I see our retail and fanatics, I see it as like before Nike and then after Nike. And before Nike, it was like Adidas and fanatics. And we just didn't have much of that control that you fought for and we got it back and under your leadership we've brought it in house. I feel like the only other team that I know off the top of my head that also does this, something the same is the Miami Heat and I feel like they've done something where they they've also brought it in house like we have but I also see like our merch and the things that you buy from different vendors and putting our Mavs logo on it is something that most teams are trying to replicate now and that's something that has completely changed in the years that we've brought it in-house. And I just kind of want to know what went through that process. Like we have such cute merch now. And like, I love going on the road and other arenas, like they're different, like red coats, their security. They're like, Oh, that is so cute. And I'm like, Oh look, it's got a Mavs logo. And they're just like, Oh my gosh. I was like, Oh, it's, yeah, I sold in our fan shop. And it is one of the like most awesome things. So, but that was all a tribute to what you've done and like what you've had to work hard for. Yeah. But you're one of my best models. <laughs>
1: Oh, we're always promoting the store, which I genuinely appreciate um, to have such huge advocates for our brand. Um, you know, I've got a team of really hungry fashionistas. Who, if we see something in the marketplace, you know, it used to be that in sports, the trend for years was that if a mainstream trend, um, you know, hit mainstream fashion, that it wouldn't hit sports till two or three years after. Well, you know, because of the access of social media, Instagram, online shopping, that gap has closed tremendously. So if there is something mainstream that we can closely do or um, give kind of a nod to and, take inspiration from that and build the fashion. We usually can do it within a year, sometimes six months. Now, the league does have regulations on um, what percentage of merchandise we sell in arena has to be through an NBA licensee. So those are teams that pay a licensing fee, whether it's to use team marks or some will pay more to use player marks, but they have access to the me's of every team to be able to create merchandise lines and build that out. We have found amazing partnerships with um, with Mitchell and Ness, who has been a longtime NBA licensee. But I am telling you, some of the stuff we have coming out next season to commemorate our 40th anniversary is straight fire. Um, I think fans are going to go nuts for that. But you know, it, through the last six seasons, um, you know, we've really pushed ourselves to use w- when, if and when possible, local vendors or. Yeah new license, you know, new potential licensees to the NBA that are doing cute, creative things. Um, you know, we've often, uh, I've taken merchandise from brands that I love that won't sell direct to us. And I've taken it for, you know, to other licensees for them to spec, just any way that we can push the envelope, you know, I'm kind of got a, a big proponent or I'm a big proponent right now for infant youth and kids. Like let's yeah. rate the quality there it doesn't need to seem like it's a you know poor illy or ill-fitting gross fabric you know we can if you put nice goods out there people will buy them
0: yeah and I feel like you've kind of touched on this and that's what I want to dive into more is the planning that goes into it and I feel like one proponent of that is city edition and that's something that has just kind of come into effect in the last couple of seasons And some people saw it as like, oh, it's a New Jersey that gets put in the lineup. But there's so much planning that goes into City Edition, into the design, especially with this last season and how that design was locally sourced. So I wanted you to talk a little bit about City Edition, and then we're going to head over to Hardwood Classic after that.
1: Totally. I'm like, how much time you got? (laughs) (laughs) Let's explain it. Right? uh, We're going to map explain this. So I feel like – you know the world of jerseys is it is so wild and i say that because we plan things out three usually two and a half to three years in advance so and and the reason there's such a buffer on that is so that we have time to do broadcast tests rounds of samples Um, Get other sets of designers' eyes on the product. Where does this seam fit? What type of seam should that be? Um, Changing the color. You know, we've had a jersey fail broadcast test before, so then you have to go back, change the PMS color slightly, or add a trim around a certain piece so that that stands out. Um, It's, you know, wonderful to have like 4K Um, streaming because now you can see everything whereas and all the little details and intricacies like um, those that are in our statement jersey for this season which was all about the details and like inspired by um, bespoke suiting and um, all those fine and refined lines but when it comes to city edition so you know our our Nike contract started with the league um, three seasons ago so we are going into uh, year four Having said that, we, and overall, the league and Nike have not explained City Edition so clearly to the fans as we do on the local level. City Edition is meant to be this recipe between hyper-local, what stands out, what screams Dallas, Uh, you know, the, the outward assumption and designs I receive back all the time are like haystacks and horses and lassos. Well, those of us that live here, we know that has nothing to do with the city of Dallas. So, how do you transform those outward perceptions? But for people that live here, as soon as they see the jersey, they'll know. Boom, that's Dallas. Yeah. So we went the route of, especially when it came to the City Edition jersey for this past year, we really wanted to use a local designer and somebody who was hardcore, passionate about the Mavs, thinks outside the box. You know, part of that City Edition recipe is not only hyper local. Within the Dallas community, but it's also thinking outside the box city edition isn't necessarily meant to be in your realm of color. It's supporting a certain segment or community or it can be supporting a certain city initiative. So the lines are a little broad when it comes to building that recipe of like crazy cool authentic and refined but it's wild if you, if you, if I were to show, which I'll never be allowed, to them, <laughs> but if I were to show you the inspiration on this year's previous city edition, it was meant to be a nod to Deep Ellum and that story, as we discussed it, you know, with, with ownership and our CEO, like they wanted to make it bigger. Uh, why not rather than just give a nod to Deep Ellum where we office for 20 years, why don't we, uh, you know take this graffiti, Southern style graffiti inspired look and make that a little bit broader. So if you were to see the first three rounds, even up to the eighth round, they look nothing like what actually appears on court because there are so many revisions. Um, it's not that just one design is made and that makes it through all these rounds and that's the end result jersey. You have a ton of opinions involved. You have um, huge weigh-in from the league and they always make edits. You've got weigh-in from Nike. So, and then, you know, us being Dallas and, uh, you know, kind of uh, trailblazing new pathways, setting precedents on things. Not everybody was very happy with us that we used a local designer, but it was something that I felt in order to connect back to the city and to support the entire arts community um, and Deep Ellum, we had to do it. So it just takes, every year is different. Every Jersey has a different story, has a different path, had different obstacles. Um, It's like, you could even make like a short story about each Jersey that we do and why. Because unfortunately, when a Jersey gets leaked, or if the message doesn't get out you know cuz we have to wait for a certain time until we're allowed to reveal things right. and if that message gets out before we get to tell our story the negativity the 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 initial the narrative what, honestly the narrative it, it blows it up and then we don't get to tell our story the way we want to tell it and if if everybody could control themselves and not leak things prior and let us tell our story there's so much more meaning behind each one of these jerseys And all art is subjective, right? Right. So love it or hate it, the story is unbelievable, and we've proven that with the sales. Uh, This is we have sold more in this jersey than any other jersey we have ever carried at the. Take that,
0: haters! (laughs) And I think you just explaining city edition in that way. Some people might not have known that this is the purpose of city edition. This is why all thirty teams are doing it, and. I feel like the internet and social media and I know we both see it every day and just around the time when jerseys get leaked people are just super opinionated people get out there and they're like oh this is awful and I'm like yo three years went into this like it's not and sure you're allowed an opinion if you like it or don't like it or whatever but I feel like sometimes people that do design and they're like oh this is great and then you get like all of the internet on it and you're just like oh yeah this is awesome why wouldn't they use this I'm like guys, like there's a story and I feel like it's more than just an aesthetic and a design. There's that backstory. It's something that goes into it. And that's what City Edition is there for. It's more than just the jersey. It's the story. And that's where this lasts. And I feel like it was so great. We had a great City Edition launch party on the plaza and it was so much fun to have all those local artists out there with the same vibe. And I think that was just so much fun. And I feel
1: like that really did well on social. Oh my goodness. It's like once we the live footage of the party once and fans that came then you're immersed into this world this like psychedelic world of art and it's all forms of art from fashion to painting to sculpture to music um to these unbelievable art installations from artists we used a ton of local artists and then we had a few sourced from around the world because you you're when you expose yourself to something that is not the norm especially going to a basketball game having an art show as the entry piece to the basketball game the feedback was incredible i mean it's the whole point of city edition is think outside the box it's not meant to be in our traditional brand story um or traditional brand logo so um so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's very, uh, I try not to watch social or reading and I let you and our don't read PR, the comments. Yes. I let you guys filter back to us what you may, because I know that the real results and how people feel about it translates to sales and, um, yes. this initially increased, um, just that Jersey alone. Made up close to thirty five percent of our business so far this season. I thought dollar
0: huge. bills, y'all. Like that's <laughs>
1: just making it gotta right. Be able to prove. You know, one thing about our city edition jersey this year that a lot of people don't know is we set the precedent on um, some certain techniques that can and can't be done when it comes to jerseys. If you noticed, Utah City Edition, uh, absolutely beautiful, the color blocked one with the red into the orange down into the yep. yellow. I did not know this until way after the fact, but they were, um, went through the process of attempting to execute a full gradient. Originally our gradient on that jersey went from light blue to dark green to royal to dark green to light blue, even down into the short. We went through rounds and rounds of edits with Nike because the gradient, it was just too far advanced in terms of the color scheme. So we had to reel that back in, but I'm still proud to say that we are the first team in the NBA to successfully have executed a gradient Jersey and to be able to study those things. You know, another thing about city edition is you when it's being designed three years in advance, you have to, figure out and fashion forecast, what does this landscape look in three years? And the the pendulum of fashion, it used to be that a a high rise on a jean only went so high to where times would turn and then it would start to get so low and it was only so low for so long and then it would go back to high waisted due to the speed of social and fashion and e-commerce, that doesn't happen anymore. Now it's just within a season. So for us to fashion forecast and see what is actually gonna be in style in three years is extremely challenging. And we're usually looking at the top Italian designers in the world. So just a fun fact about uh, gradients and City Edition.
0: So I feel like one end of the spectrum, which we just went over, City Edition, think outside the box outside of your colors and then we get to hardwood classic and it's something i feel like every year when we drop new jerseys people are like bring back the green can you please explain the green hardwood
1: classic jerseys to us <laughs> i'll do you uh one explain better than that i'll explain <laughs> the jersey chassis all right so the jersey chassis is what each jersey color represents you know each jersey color on court represents for us So everybody, every team in the league has a white jersey. That's your association. (laughs) National Basketball Association is your white jersey. Then each team has an icon jersey. It's your iconic color. So these used to be called home and road. However, I love that we're scripting seasons differently now. So we may have this superstition behind a jersey and play a certain way in that jersey against a certain team. Um, you know, when we go and script the season. Uh, we sit down with our CMO, our CEO and our equipment manager. And we make sure and, um, you know, go through and because his, his input and his weigh in is huge. Honestly, like if, even if he filled it out and told me I might have just two or three changes because we are so in sync on the way we think about these things. And strategize um, home games are important I um, will definitely you know wear your city heavier at home than you do on the road because it doesn't translate as well on the road depending on what it is so um, when we go script season there's no longer a home and a road so you've got your association your icon and then you've got your statement your association icon stay the same unless you go through an entire like brand identity change new logos for the organization yep. so we're talking about those change maybe every 20 years Um, We passed the 20 year mark uh, just currently a few weeks ago and um, we decided that we're going to stay, you know, we're going to stay in our um, current brand story and and we love it. So we're going to move forward with that. But um, so your statement jersey lasts for two years. This first statement jersey that we did, which our statements are navy, it's usually in your alternate color will last for three years because we have some really big surprises down the road that I can't talk about. And some things happening at the NBA. So this statement Jersey will stay for three years. And then your fourth Jersey chassis bucket is your city edition, city edition changes every year going forward. There are some years where the league gives us very strict and controlled instruction on what that should be. Um, in the past, they haven't, uh, going forward, you know, we, uh, we had a call this week, and a, quite a few of us spoke up about maybe doing something to honor the you know, first responders, because yes. this is we're in, we're in such different times than we normally are in, and it'd be so cool if there was a jersey that tied together, similar to the way all the jerseys tied together at All-Star this year, yep. um, with all the train routes through Chicago and the different colors. Yeah. It'd be so cool if there was some sort of common thread among each team, and all of that represented all the amazing work that's being done during the pandemic. So who knows? I mean, they might shoot me for even mentioning that on this, but <laughs> <laughs> you so here first, future, no, we may so may or may not have some commonalities on those things, and um, so then in your anniversary years, so every five years, uh, based off when your team um, team inception came into the league, you get your original Harvard Classic back on court so and that's not a you know um not a trade secret we will wear our harvard mm-hmm. classic greens on court this year and it's going to be amazing uh and we've we've Ooh. gone back and nikefied it a little bit there are a few edits yeah. that um you know i worked with their designers and said Uh-uh-uh. if we're really going to stay true to the original design we need to make a couple changes so that will be absolutely beautiful um, you know, I think that fans in our generation, if you're an elder, elder millennial or or older, you have such yeah. a nostalgic connection to Harwood Classic. I remember going to games with my dad at Reunion Arena, and I've still got merchandise from back then. And whoever right. thought that today, you know, here we would, my team and I being able to partner with Michelin Ness and design a specific, um, you know, 40th anniversary collection yeah. 40
0: uh, years. Yeah.
1: 30 years. It's a big
0: deal. It's a big it deal. Is. And it's so much fun because I feel like everyone always loves the M logo with the hat. and the. It's just so much fun seeing that come back. Even in the starter jackets this season, I feel like you definitely brought back those starter jackets. And I've seen so many people wear those. And that is just nostalgia sticks. Like people love wearing 90s stuff. And especially now, like with the last dance airing, I feel like, we just fit right into that in our merch and everything that we're doing and just having that logo with the M hat. And it's just so much fun seeing people outside of the organization. Cause we love buying the merch and that is not a secret at all. Like all staff were like loving it. We love buying it. And then seeing fans that we don't know, like also love it too. It's just so cool to see. And, I go up to the store every like home game, every few home games. And I just love watching fans like look at gear and like look at different things and how they like react to it. And it's fun seeing them look at the new stuff with Luca and all that. And then it's fun seeing the fans with their kids looking at nostalgia stuff. So it's just something that's timeless in a way, even though it is like, Oh, it's 40 years old and that logo, but people love it. I just, I think it's, I think that's, what's great about an organization too, is that we've only had really two brand, um, identities i guess with the m hat and then our shield like there's been differences with the shield and the colors and taking the shield off and it's just the global loco but we don't have any other like there are franchises like the kings that have gone through so many different like rebrands and everything like that where i think for us it's just awesome to see it's like these two looks that's the mavericks and your different iterations on that with statement edition. Like when you think Dallas, you think those clean lines, you think all that just detail and that's what Dallas is. So I think it's just good to kind of explain to people like, these are the little things that we think about. It's more than just like, here's a logo and here's the colors. Like, no, like this is why. So I think it's just kind of letting people know, time to educate. Yep.
1: Time to do, you just got to math, explain it.
0: Exactly. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to wrap this up. Thank you so much for joining Um, DallasMaps.shop if you're not following already. We've got some great face masks and hardwood classic logos, and those proceeds go to the North Texas Food Bank. We've also got some fun Help Dallas Rebound shirts coming up. That that will go to the Maps Foundation as well. So thank you for joining, and um, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcast, and we'll see you next time.